Good morning, little masters, and welcome back to today's Tolkien Times. I'm the man of the West, also from the Prancing Pony podcast. Let's wrap up week 33 and series four of today's Tolkien Times with Silmarillion Saturday. Now, Saturdays are our chance to revisit the history and legends of the Elder Days, whether from the Silmarillion, Unfinished Tales, or more. Now, last time in Of the Noldor in Beleriand, we checked in with Melian as she tried to warn Thingol about the Noldor. But it took a note from Círdan, of all people, to bring the king up to speed. Now, last we saw, he was chewing out a silent Finrod, his own nephew, grandnephew, actually, for the acts of the Noldor. Let's move on to complete the chapter, as Angrod has his say. After Finrod's silence before the anger of Thingol, we read, But in Angrod's heart, the memory of the words of Caranthir welled up again in bitterness, and he cried, Lord, I know not what lies you have heard, nor whence, but we came not red-handed. Guiltless we came forth, save maybe a folly, to listen to the words of fell Feanor, and become as if besotted with wine, and as briefly. No evil did we do on our road, but suffered ourselves great wrong, and forgave it. For this we are named tale-bearers to you, and treasonable to the Noldor. Untruly, as you know, for we have of our loyalty been silent before you, and thus earned your anger. But now these charges are no longer to be borne, and the truth you shall know. Then Angrod spoke bitterly against the sons of Feanor, telling of the blood at Alcolonde, and the doom of Mandos, and the burning of the ships at Losgar. And he cried, Wherefore should we that endured the grinding ice bear the name of kinslayers and traitors? Yet the shadow of Mandos lies on you also, said Melian. But Thingol was long silent ere he spoke. Go now, he said, for my heart is hot within me. Later you may return, if you will, for I will not shut my doors forever against you, my kindred, that were ensnared in an evil that you did not aid. With Fingolfin and his people also I will keep friendship, for they have bitterly atoned for such ill as they did. And in our hatred of the power that wrought all this woe, our griefs shall be lost. But hear my words. Never again in my ears shall be heard the tongue of those who slew my kin in Alcolonde, nor in all my realm shall it be openly spoken while my power endures. All the Sindar shall hear my command that they shall neither speak with the tongue of the Noldor nor answer to it, and all such as use it shall be held slayers of kin and betrayers of kin, unrepentant. Then the sons of Finarfin departed from Menegroth with heavy hearts, perceiving how the words of Mandos would ever be made true, and that none of the Noldor that followed after Feanor could escape from the shadow that lay upon his house. And it came to pass, even as Thingol had spoken, for the Sindar heard his word, and thereafter, throughout Beleriand, they refused the tongue of the Noldor, and shunned those that spoke it aloud. But the exiles took the cinder and tongue in all their daily uses, and the high speech of the West was spoken only by the lords of the Noldor among themselves. Yet that speech lived ever as a language of lore, wherever any of that people dwelt. It came to pass that Nargothrond was full rot, and yet Turgon still dwelt in the halls of Inyamar, and the sons of Finarfin were gathered there to a feast, 
and Galadriel came from Doriath and dwelt a while in Nargothrond. Now King Finrod Felagund had no wife, and Galadriel asked him why this should be. But Foresight came upon Felagund as she spoke, and he said, An oath I too shall swear, and must be free to fulfill it, and go into darkness. Nor shall anything of my realm endure that a son should inherit. But it is said that not until that hour had such cold thoughts ruled him. For indeed, she whom he had loved was a Marie of the Vanyar, and she went not with him into exile. Oh, I love this. First off, Angrod is like, oh, heck no. I am not letting you lump us in with that idiot who abandoned us, burned the ships, and made us go the long way around over the Helcaraxa. I get that. So he tells Thingol what happened and uses that great line about how the Noldor became as if besotted with wine and as briefly. In other words, we're not drunk. We're not even hung over anymore. But we're sure embarrassed about that whole lampshade thing and who we partied with. Interestingly, after he lays out the facts, Thingol doesn't speak first. It's Melian. And she reminds them that the prophecy of the North, the shadow of Mandos, is on them too. They're not exactly in a great place. Thingol, on the other hand, is pretty much counting to ten here, with his heart hot within him. Now, thankfully, he's not cutting them off. These are his extended family, his grandnephews, remember. And he now knows that they weren't involved in the kinslaying at Alcolonde. But the language of the Noldor, Quenya, can now never be spoken in Doriath, and anyone who dares to use it will be counted as guilty as Feanor himself. <sighs> the extinguishment of a language. I know we talked about this on the Prancing Pony podcast back all the way back in season one, seven years ago, but it's a pretty significant step, and it's... <sighs> It, it, it almost wipes out a people group in that sense. It's a, a, a severe, drastic move on Tingal's part. I understand his anger. I get it. Uh, and obviously, the language of Quenya still continued. It's just, it became a dead language overnight in the entirety of his realm. Um, yeah, really sad. And again, all Feanor's fault, let's just be honest. Um, you're never going to hear anything else from me. I'm not going to tell you that Feanor did nothing wrong. That's... That's certainly not the case. I know there are some Feanor stands out there who seem to think that. I'm, you're, you're not going to hear that here. Now, all of that that we just talked about would be enough to end the chapter on, frankly. But we go back for just a moment at the very end, almost like an epilogue, to Finrod's kingdom of Nargothrond. Now, it's been built, and we get a little bit of a time reference since it's been built, but Turgon is still in Vinyamar rather than in Gondolin. Now, Galadriel is visiting her brother, and wonders why he hasn't found some nice elven girl to settle down with. Gee, thanks, Mom. But then Finrod, speaking prophetically, and against type, as it were, right? You know, it's, it's only in that hour that he started thinking this way. Speaks about an oath that he will have to swear and fulfill in the future. And we all know that's the oath that he swears to Barahir, of abiding friendship and aid in every need to Barahir and his kin. Now, the ring that he gives to him in token of that oath is the ring that Baron held up when seeking Finrod. And then, to bring it full circle, it's the very ring that Aragorn himself still carries. For now, folks, that does it for this week's and this season's Silmarillion Saturday and for the whole Series 4 of today's Tolkien Times. It's hard to believe I've been putting these out since May of last year and I'm nearing my 200th video. Thank you 
for all your support. And speaking of support, of course, please visit patreon.com slash Tolkien Times to learn how you can do more for the show, get an ad-free feed, a monthly hangout with me, a bonus weekly episode, and a lot more. And folks, if you're watching this on YouTube, please be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications. Please follow or subscribe in your podcast apps and follow at Tolkien Times on social media. And don't forget that the Prancing Pony podcast releases an episode tomorrow. Uh, join us as Dr. Sarah Brown and I continue in the field of Kormalin as we praise Frodo and Sam with high praise. Finally, as Faramir says, go with the goodwill of all good men.